The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to episode 13. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Chelsea Clark. Today, I want to talk about something that we are all guilty of at some point as entrepreneurs. So answer me this. Do you get stuck chasing perfection in your business? Does it cause you to fail to launch and fail to make big moves? Do you refuse to post photos of yourself on your Instagram because your life doesn't look quote-unquote perfect? This is what we're talking about today on the show, and I'm sitting down with Tracy Smith of Kitchen Table CEOs. She's here to talk about why you need to get comfortable getting your projects to 80% so that you can start hitting big goals and making waves as the face of your business. Stop chasing that perfection. Tracy shares her story of becoming an entrepreneur after a series of terrible bosses. She has some advice for how you can say screw perfection and start showing up in your business every day so you can put out content that you are proud of that reaches the audience that needs to see and hear it. Seriously, you need to hear what one of her old bosses used to make her do. You're listening to the Her Paper Root Podcast, a show all about money and entrepreneurship with host Chelsea Clark. Chelsea is a marketing strategist and the founder of HerPaperRoot.com, a friendly and supportive hive for ambitious, passionate entrepreneurs like you to learn how to growth hack your idea into a profitable business. We encourage you to fearlessly tackle your wildest goals. We know that as your own boss, you can deliver your unique message and make more paper. You just need a plan. Here's your host, Chelsea Clark. Welcome to the show, Tracy Smith. It's so great to have you here. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. You just launched your new company, Kitchen Table CEOs. What was the journey like that has led you here to owning your own company as an entrepreneur? Well, uh, oh my gosh, such a big question to start off with. (laughs) Early in my career, I worked in everything from event planning to communications. I wrote, I edited, I worked nonprofit, I worked corporate. Um, so a ton of stuff. And I was working in corporate communications when I had my first son. And I knew right away that I just I wanted to leave my formal job and be at home full time. I just I love being at home. But at that time, I sort of thought to myself, what skill could I take from that? So I sort of kept my foot in the door uh, and made sure I, I gained some experience. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to try my hand at writing and um, and start a blog. And about 10 people read it in total. Um, but it served its purpose. It was like a therapy when my kids were young. And it helped me develop my casual voice for writing instead of all the corporate work I had done. Uh, and then from there, I went, I thought, oh, you know what, I'm, I'm going to write for magazines. So over a few years, I wrote about 50 articles for regional and national magazines. Uh, and that was great. I got to meet a ton of people, tell their stories. I had great flexibility when the kids were young. Did you pitch yourself to magazines? Did you have connections from your past business experience? Like, how did you start doing that? You know what? When I was at home with my kids, the very first pitch was Cottage Life magazine. Um, And it was a really small pitch and they had a a space in the front for contributors 
um, you know, less known contributors or just kind of lay people to tell funny stories or uh, write a, a funny little, you know, um, excerpt or something. And so that's where I started. I actually pitched a couple of small articles to Cottage Life. And I was so excited when I heard back and I actually got paid for it. So that was just like a huge win. And it gave me a little bit of confidence to say, hey, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can write articles. And funny enough, my sister was looking through a local newspaper at some point and there was this random classified ad. I don't even know that they use those and they work anymore, but there was this random classified ad looking for uh, freelance writers. And I responded to it. And that started a journey with a, a regional Ontario magazine writing tons of articles for them, probably four or five each issue um, in the area of food and um, home tours, restaurants, notable people in our community. And it was it was great. And there's so many people who are bloggers and writers, and they're always looking for different ways that they can make money and monetize their creative talents. Well, and you know, you hear it all the time, like, you know, just believe in yourself. But we have so many of those negative negative voices that are yeah. just like, oh, I'm not a writer. I've never written. And you know, you just have to like put your good your big girl pants on, take a deep breath <laughs> and just like go for it, whether it's cold calling an editor and feeling like, you know, an idiot on the phone as you talk, but just kind of getting your way through it, whether it's um, you know, talking to anybody who might have a connection to that. But you know, truly mine was um through cold calling. I mean, cold calling and just, you know, putting myself out there and asking around and and pitching myself. It, it, I didn't really have any connections and it ended up working out amazingly. Yeah. You're putting yourself out there and you're just making it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, I'm a writer, I'm going to get writing jobs and then you made it happen. So I love that. Exactly. I mean, the other thing too, is it always evolves, right? Like going from the blog to the articles and then the articles, you know, I don't know if you find this as a writer or blogger, but you know, the payments always change. So payments for magazines sort of tweaked. So they weren't, you know, really paying that much, but you know, in the beginning it was amazing for my portfolio to have these professional articles and, and to, you know, practice my craft. And then at a point I decided, you know what, I'm ready to move on. I think I'm worth more than this. I want to get paid more than this. I want to, I want to do something different. Um, but it served its purpose when I was doing it. Then I thought, you know what, I don't feel like creative writing all the time. It's exhausting sometimes. So I wanted to work with businesses and help them strategize and tell their stories. And I noticed that most of my clients were entrepreneurs and small businesses sort of struggling with the same problems. They were having problems writing good content, finding time to write, um, didn't know much about social media. So it sort of gave me an idea and an area to focus my efforts to help small businesses. Yes. And now you have created your own business, which is always the best next step when you kind of take control and you're your own boss. Absolutely. Last spring, I hired a business coach and sort of went through all of that. And voila, the idea for my new business, uh, the Kitchen Table CEOs came to be. Yes, please. Who is the Kitchen Table CEO? Yes, a Kitchen Table CEO is a woman entrepreneur, often moms, working from home, often right from the top of their kitchen table or the kitchen island. And they're trying to balance the success and growth of a business or a side hustle with the health and growth of their family at the same time. And and I'm sure you can relate. I know you have a young child and it's super challenging. It's There's so many things to try to manage. There's kids, there's work, there's schedules, there's maybe spouses, there's fitting in new time 
time, exercise, bills, pets, meals, the list is so long. So the kitchen table CEO is the hardworking woman sitting down at the kitchen table trying to kind of find a balance between her, her work life and also succeeding at home. That's so great. Yes, I am definitely a kitchen table CEO as well. And I think a lot of people who are listening, whether they've started their business or not, they're like, yeah, like I could be a solopreneur. I could run my business from home. There is a ton more coming up on today's episode. But first, I want to quickly thank our sponsors for making this show possible. Raise your hand if you are getting tired of being charged more by your email service provider the more subscribers that you get. It's almost like you're being penalized just for successfully growing your list. Well, my friend, you are going to love Flowdesk. With Flowdesk, you can manage all of your newsletters, funnels, and opt-in forms just like every other email platform, but they give you unlimited subscribers for one flat price forever. There is no tiered pricing system. They never charge you more as your list grows. And right now, Flowdesk is giving Her Paper Root podcast listeners 50% off for life. So you get unlimited subscribers for just $15 per month for life. Go to herpaperroot.com slash Flowdesk to get this deal. And as a thank you for becoming a Flowdesk customer using my link, I'll give you free enrollment in my premium email marketing course. So you can learn how to grow, nurture, and sell to your list without ever having to feel like a salesy creep. Get all the goods at herpaperroot.com slash flowdesk. Is your blog legal? As a website owner, you are required to have a privacy policy page, terms and conditions page, and an affiliate disclosure page. If you don't have these pages on your website, you are not protected in case of a problem. Fortunately, you don't have to shell out thousands of dollars to have a lawyer create these pages for you. The legal bundle contains a fill-in-the-blank template for each of those required pages that your website needs. It includes all of the information that you must have to legally protect your blog or website. And it's drafted by a lawyer. To get your copy of The Legal Bundle by a self-guru, go to herpaperroot.com slash legal bundle right now. Running a successful business or having some some sort of work for yourself shouldn't come at the cost of your family, or in my opinion, it shouldn't. So from a really, really young age, actually, I knew I wanted a family and being an awesome mom and wife was going to be really important to me, um, more important um, than my job or career. And I know some people are different and that's fine, but that was that was just me and where I was at. But as I got older and my kids got older, I knew I wanted, because I did stay at home with them for a period of time, I knew I wanted something for me. I wanted a job or something to do that wasn't just related to the house or supporting them. I wanted to do something where I wasn't just volunteering or I wasn't doing way more than what I was getting paid for. Uh, And that's why I created Kitchen Table CEO. It takes everything that I am sort of good at and enjoy doing, writing, networking, branding, um, marketing, and it bundles it all up and it shares it with other like-minded women. So I provide women with useful tools, tips, resources, products, support in many forms to help make their world just a little bit easier and more manageable. Uh, Again, both for their work side and their home life. All of those things are so important, like the marketing side, the business side, the creative side. And now that you're working with your own clients, what are some struggles that you see your clients facing that you seek to help them with? 
there's definitely some ones that happen over and over. I think the biggest thing that I notice with my small business clients is is time. Um, you know, and I didn't realize this because I've always loved writing and it comes pretty natural to me, but a lot of people really detest writing or it's something that takes a lot of brain power for them. So um, time and energy is a big one for the small business owners. So, you know, to to write a website, to write content, to write a letter, to create a presentation down so that it's, you know, in final final mode. Um, it takes a lot of energy and they don't have it because they're busy doing what they do. They're serving their clients, they're doing something else, and they don't have time to do the writing. So, you know, I take that off their off their plates and I write for them. I write effective content for them. I write their social media content and I help them free up more time for themselves to, you know, do what they do best. The second thing I, I see a lot is in the department of branding and knowing who your niche client is. Many of my clients in the beginning or even throughout, they don't take enough time to fully define and understand what their business is all about. You know, what makes them different from their competitors and who specifically are their clients and who they serve. Because the more you know about what makes you different and who you're serving, that helps you tweak your message directly to the audience you want to hit. That is the second thing I see them struggle with. So I help them hone in on that. And then the third thing is being brave on social media. I think we all struggle with that a little bit. But a lot of my clients, most of them I have to sort of, you know, they're they don't want to put themselves out there on social media. And so a lot of times on their Instagram or Facebook feeds, nothing about their business or themselves are on their feed. They don't want to take pictures of themselves. They want them to be perfect. And I always say like the more people see, if you're a nice person, if you're happy, if you are great to work with, if you value your clients, that's going to show through on your pictures and what you share. I worked with this um, small home construction company a few years ago, and they were all sort of clean cut, middle-aged, good-looking guys. And I said, you know, you have to get your, you have to get in front of the camera because if people see you um, working construction, they can start to imagine, oh, I, these people look trustworthy. I can picture these people working on my house. I could picture myself in a meeting with these people. So without you even knowing people are gravitating to you and liking you better, you know? So, um, anyway, so being comfortable with social media and getting in front of the camera is another thing that I really sort of push my my clients to do. That's so important. I think a lot of times, especially for new business owners, we get stuck worrying about what people are going to think. And then when we think of Instagram, we think of the beautiful, perfect, white, brightly lit um, feeds where, perfect, yeah, yeah, exactly. Everything like it's white walls and it's all just perfect. And, you know, we look at where we're our own homes, like, oh my gosh, we have kids, we have family, we have life. Our houses may not look like that. And that, or even our office space, whatever, wherever it is. And we think, oh, maybe we're, we're not good enough to appear on Instagram, but really our clients and our audience, they want to see the person behind the brand. I mean, it's hard, right? We all struggle. I mean, when you look at Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, house, if you're in design and your website, you don't want to be showing the same thing everywhere, like picture perfect portfolio, you know? So to have Instagram as sort of your more behind the scenes or to have, you know, your website more as your perfect portfolio, if you want to have perfect, it's just, it's all about being able to show your clients different snapshots of who you are in your business, right? Just a bit more authentic. 
Yes, totally. I also want to ask you because a lot of our listeners will be people who haven't left their job yet and they want to start their own business. Maybe they have an idea, but they are too scared or unsure of what they should do. So what would you say to someone who hates their job and they want to create their own business, but they are unsure of how to start? Well, first off, I'd probably tell them to keep their chin up (laughs) and start planning. Um, the biggest thing I think is you can do this. If you really want to start your own thing and you have the energy and passion, you can do this. Um, the first thing I would start to do is ask yourself, what don't you like about your current job? You know, is it the commute? Is it the people? Is it the industry? You'll want to sort of know this when you're starting to create or dream about your next big thing, depending on if you already know what your small business idea is. The second thing I would ask ask yourself is, you know, what you're really, what are you really good at? What are you passionate about? What are your strengths? Maybe even ask your family and friends. I did that actually recently. It's very eye opening because a lot of times they see things that you're really good at that you might not think mm-hmm. of or value. And then the th- third thing I would do is invest in a coach. Uh, I know people hear those that term a lot right now, but you know, someone with great references, maybe somebody that's helped a friend or a colleague of yours, um, someone to help coach you through it, to break the process down into digestible steps. Um, they'll also help you hone in on how to package up your skills so that you can actually make money. The coach that I worked with last spring, she had a a kind of cute saying and she said, you know, we want you to make money. We don't want you just to have an expensive hobby. So it's important to have somebody, you might have a great idea, but there's, you know, there's all sorts of different steps to sort of line yourself up so you can be more successful. And like I said, the biggest thing is you can do this, just one step in front of the other, keep moving forward. What apps and tools do you use in your business that you would recommend to others? Apps and tools are so key when you run your own business because you do everything yourself, right? So the more you can do to streamline or make things easier is a huge asset. The first one I cannot say enough about, I love, 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 I almost use on a daily basis is Canva. Um, I think every entrepreneur needs a, a sort of creative tool that helps them make professional looking content. I mean, we mentioned those perfect Instagram feeds, but you do want them to look nice. You do want them to look professional. Uh, And Canva helps you make everything from documents, presentations, Facebook posts, banner posts, business cards, anything. Like I, I, I use it for so much. So Canva would be a huge one for me. Um, the second, recommendation I would have is have something for scheduling. Social media, as we know, can be such a time sucker and use so much of your time checking and posting and reposting. And did somebody like it? And I want to comment back. And having an app that will actually schedule your posts for you. So you can sit down one morning, get everything done for the next two weeks on your social feeds. Um, So I use Later for that. I used to use Buffer, um, but I really like how Later allows me to preview my feed and how it's going to look. Uh, I use Facebook scheduling tool too. Um, and then the other thing I think is really important is having an app to kind of track your stats, uh, so that you know how you're doing, you know, what is resonating with your audience? What, what time is most successful? When are people online? Uh, and for my Instagram, I use, uh, an app called command. I really like it because instead of just giving you, you know, 
tons of data, which to be honest, I'm not very good at reading statistics and knowing how to understand them. Um, it breaks it down into like an overall report card and it's really, really easy to read and understand. And that's what I use for Instagram. The other area, accounting, I use QuickBooks. And for writing, um, this isn't really an app, but I go on thesaurus.com all the time. There's not a day that I don't have the source open. I use it all the time. And you know, sometimes you're brain dead and you're using the same word over and over. And so I just pop it in. It's so useful. And I'm also looking for sort of a project management tool that can help me track my projects a little better. I would highly recommend HoneyBook. That's what I use. I use it from my contact forms. Anyone that wants to work with me, they have to go through my contact form first. And then it kind of goes out to the different project areas that I've set up. You can automate everything. So it automatically sends the right kind of email back to that person, depending on what they had asked for. Um, you could manage invoicing and payments and it connects to QuickBooks and you could do your appointment scheduling through Calendly from it. And yeah, so I highly recommend that if you're... Yeah, if you're thinking about it, that's what we use. Awesome. I will definitely check that out. Hey, there is no shame in reaching out and talking to someone. The professionals at BetterHelp are standing by to talk with you at any time. Whether you are going through a crisis or you just need someone to listen so that you can vent and get the thoughts out of your head and out into the world, go to herpaperroot.com slash betterhelp to find an affordable online therapist that you can talk or text with at any time. Yes, you can text with a therapist if it makes you more comfortable. Go to herpaperroot.com slash betterhelp and just talk to someone. In your business, what do you love the most about the business that you've created? Well, I'd have to say, you know what, helping other female entrepreneurs get started on solid footing and offering them support, it's so rewarding. Like when you work with a small business that, you know, you see they're overwhelmed, they have so many things on their to-do list and they don't know where to start or, you know, there's certain areas like writing and marketing that's just way out of their comfort zone. When I can offer support and help them, you know, just get started right and represent themselves and put their story out there. It's, it's, I love it. I also love the flexibility I have with my time and my subject matter. I don't have any commuting, which is amazing. And, you know, I get to choose who I work with, which is, which is great. Yes. I'm right there with you. Like the not having to commute, getting to work with the projects and the people that you want to work with, do something creative. Like everything that you've mentioned is exactly what fires me up about my job too. So that's really cool. It's so nice having the control. You know what I mean? Like just being able to plan your day and and do the things you want to do. Yeah, do the things you want to do and you're actually helping people. So you know, you're not just going to a desk job and doing mindless work that isn't really going anywhere. You're really helping the lives of people. So that's really good. But we all know that there are definitely struggles that home-based entrepreneurs face. So what would you say you struggle with in your business? <laughs> For sure, it's wearing all the hats. Like I sometimes you just want to sit down and get a job done and you're pumped and you're you know, you're all motivated and then your computer doesn't work or you have your invoices piled up or you know, sounds silly, but you have to stop and make your lunch. And, you know, it'd just be really nice to have an IT legal accounting department or a cafeteria cafeteria to, um, you know, forward things to or walk to or what have you. It's just, it's, it's overwhelming sometimes. You know, you have those days sometimes where it's just everything that could go wrong would go wrong. But I mean, you just have to keep moving forward. And again, no, you're not alone. 
know that, you know, everyone struggles with that stuff. When I look back, I mean, the best word to describe my career is definitely a journey. Like you don't realize when you're a teenager or in your 20s or you're volunteering somewhere or you're doing your like lame summer job, how literally everything that you do is a part of your journey and it's helping you for your next step. And when you look back now that you, you can see how all the pieces fit together. So in my 20s, I worked for some really tough bosses, like really tough bosses and some cutthroat um, corporate offices. And they were really, really difficult work environments. And I just really felt like I was held back a lot by individuals who, you know, weren't interested in growing or evolving or, or letting me um, Excel. And I, I don't mean that selfishly. It's just, if you knew the environment, it was crazy. Like a couple of examples, this one place in particular, this gentleman I work for, I sort of ran special events, but I was also his assistant as well. And he would call me in his office. I had to print off every single one of his emails and bring them to him. And then he would dictate the emails back to me. And then I would have to write them and bring them back for approval. Like, Oh my God, that's crazy. <laughs> yes, and, the, and he was not an old person either. That was the crazy part. And um, another, the same individual, but you know, at the end of the day, it was always like, it was a corporate environment. So you didn't go home always like at the, you know, crack of 530 or something. But, you know, typically if you were done your work, most people started leaving at 530 or so. Well, he would have me sit and at my desk, even though all my work was done and answer his phone, which sometimes would or would not ring while he went to the washroom for half an hour. Oh my God. (laughs) And I'm like, you know, talk about a lack of control and feeling stifled as far as I'm like, oh my gosh. Or if I had a meeting because I was trying to, you know, advance myself and do things. If I had a meeting and he felt like I was away too long from my desk, he would actually come call me from my meeting and call me out of it. Wow. Even if I was running it just to come sit back at my desk to answer his phone. So, you know, it's, it's situations like that, that, really, I think, taught me what types of environments I want to work in. Like, who who do I want to surround myself with? You know, I wanted to work with positive, like-minded people who are moving forward, um, people who had family and balance in their lives. Like, this one place I worked, like, everybody was kind of on their third marriage. There were no pictures of, you know, crayon pictures of their kids up or anything like that. And I just, it really showed me that I wanted to work with people who had balance in their lives and family and, you know, things other than just their work and their career. So I think trying many different jobs in my teens and twenties and being exposed to like so many different types of environments and people, it helped me learn about, you know, what I like best or what I didn't like. And creating kitchen table CEOs is sort of like the pinnacle of all of my experience rolled into one, you know, and then this way, again, like we already talked about, you know, you get to surround yourself with the people you want, you get to create the environment and, and sort of put out the energy that you want. Totally. In order to know what you want, you have to go through a lot of things that you realize you don't want. I think that all those kind of experiences lead you into something that you know, we all go through bad jobs or, you know, bad relationships or whatever it is, but it helps us to grow and become just better overall in the end. Yeah, exactly. In that journey of the ups and downs and icky bosses, what has been the most helpful thing that you've learned along the way? 
I've got two. Um, and these one, these things have become, again, really apparent since, you know, ramping up, working for myself and creating the business. But the first, and this is a biggie, no one has it all figured out. Even like the mentors and the leaders that you learn from or you follow and maybe you, you know, watch on social media, like nobody has it all figured out. They might be a few steps ahead of you, obviously, but nobody has it figured out. So you know, when I'm feeling overwhelmed or my negative inner voice comes out, which, you know, it does a lot. uh, It just helps me to remind myself that like, just one step forward, keep moving, keep going, you know? Um, And then the second thing is, and I've had to do this because again, starting your own business, there's so many things on the checklist that you Mm want to put out there, whether it's your logo, your business card, your business name, you know, your website, your content, but it's really easy to aim for perfect and never accomplish anything, you know? So, and I'm not giving anybody excuse to, you know, put out unprofessional um, error filled content out there for the world. But sometimes you can get really stuck. Like when I was working on my logo, you know, I'm like, Oh, I like it. And it's so close, but (laughs) I didn't know how else to tweak it. I didn't know. And so, you know what, my new saying is sort of get to 80% and just go for it, like press send. And, you know, it takes a bit of the pressure off, you know, thinking, okay, I'm so close. I really like it. And I can always come back and tweak it if I want, you know, I can always come back and change that sentence if I, if I, if I realize that there's something more that's going to work or, you know, if you're developing a program and something doesn't go right in the course, like I can always, you know, tweak it next time. So again, it's not an excuse to be unprofessional or put out quality that, um, content that you're not proud of, but sort of getting to 80% and then just going for it and knowing that you're pretty close and, you can always tweak it if you need to. Yeah, that's brilliant. That getting to 80% and just going with it because yeah, I, I totally agree with that, especially when it comes to design stuff or you're tweaking your website. You know, we could try to tweak our website, the design look and colors every single day and it's just stopping you from the higher ROI tasks that you could be doing. Right. Like of course, you can always go back and edit things. And, you know, it's a little harder to edit a video going back. But if you have a written course, you can always go back and change it and things can evolve as you go. You don't have to launch at 100% perfect. Yeah. And you can start to like, you just go cross-eyed, you know, sometimes when you're, when you're going through things and trying to make decisions. So yeah, it's helped a lot for me just to say, you know what, I'm almost there. And unless there's something that, you know, I know for sure I want to change, just going with it and moving on to the next thing. Yeah. And now that you are your own boss, how has stepping into that role changed your life? Apart from no more commute and being able to work in my slippers and Mm -hmm. having the flexibility to attend school events or, you know, something during the day, which is huge. Again, we talk about control. Like I... I don't know about you, but I love that. Like I, I'm an efficient worker. So when I used to work at, you know, a corporate job where you had to be there regardless of how well you worked, it just, it really bothered me because I'm like, I'm probably working more efficiently than anybody else, but I still have to be sitting in this desk, you know? So now that I have my own business, like I just love the fact that, you know, if I want to do, you know, change around my schedule and have that flexibility, like that is amazing. And it's a huge value to me. Um, But I think the biggest thing is just really, wow, I'm doing this. I can do this. And just feeling that excitement that 
I've created this and I'm on my journey and um, knowing that I can help other women like me to, to get out there and believe in themselves is great. Yeah, that's inspiring. I love that. So how can people find you online and connect with you and learn more about what you do? Well, we you can visit us online at www.kitchentableceos.com and you can see us at Kitchen Table CEOs on Instagram and Facebook. That's great. And do you think that in the future you'll be launching courses or maybe a book or something down the road? Funny you mention a book because when I was talking to my business coach, it was uh, we had two kind of finalist ideas for my next step, and one was writing a book. Maybe it will translate into a kitchen table CEO's book. You never know. Yeah, I mean, hearing the name, it just sounds like it should be a book. So I could see you doing that. <laughs> awesome. Thanks. That means a lot from you. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come and chat with me. Well, thank you so much for having me. I, I love this experience and it's great to share my story and, and I couldn't have done it without you. So thank you so much. Releasing your work at 80% is not about putting out less than complete work. It's not about settling for low quality work at all. The fact is, your project, course, blog post, sales page, or whatever it is, was probably complete days ago, but you are paralyzed in a tinkering nightmare aiming for perfection that really does not exist. When you step back and realize that your work is at a place where it functions, it gets the message across, and it looks good, it's time to launch. Truthfully, you can always go back and make edits from time to time, but the main thing is we want you to get your content out into the world, and that content extends to you being the face of your business too. Like if you know that you should be posting more photos of yourself and your life on your business Instagram, but you're uncomfortable with putting yourself out there because your life doesn't look perfect all the time. Well, you really do need to know that if you aren't showing up, you are losing out. Because after all, your customers and clients want to see the human behind your brand. So I hope that today's episode inspires you to go out and post something on your Instagram right now or on your blog or social channels, whatever it is. Just put yourself out there, something that shows the real you, the human behind your brand. So be sure to follow Tracy at kitchentableceos.com. And if you want to check out my Instagram, I'm at at her paper route and at blogs for sale. So thanks again for tuning in. I hope to catch you again soon. We hope you found this episode helpful. If you did, please say so by leaving us a review on iTunes. And be sure to share this episode with your friends. For more entrepreneurship resources and to connect with Chelsea, swing by herpaperroot.com. Now go make something.